As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Mark Hurl. Mark is a sales manager with GMS, or as it's fully called, Group Management Services, Inc. Today in this episode, we are going to talk about all the services, or I guess a lot of the services that GMS provides and how they can benefit you as a small business owner. Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, Mark now lives down here in the Tampa Bay, Florida area, close to where I'm located in the headquarters of Growing Your Team. As I said, today we're talking about everything that GMS does for small businesses and how you can benefit from services like those to be able to provide outstanding benefits for your team members. We're going to talk about first, payroll. This is one of those necessities if you have a team. So we're going to talk about why using payroll companies are beneficial so that way you ensure you are compliant with all the taxes and forms and everything that are required if you have employees and how a company like GMS can help ensure you're doing everything correct when you have employees that are located in different states and different areas. Then we're going to move into the oh-so-fun topic of benefits. As small business owners, benefits seem like one of these things that are out of your reach. They seem like one of those things that are super, super expensive and you don't know how you can afford them. But guess what? There are ways where you can provide health insurance to your employees at a much cheaper rate than if you go to the market independently. So Mark is going to share all those details with us so that way you can be competitive when you go out to hire your first or next employee. Because as we talk about in this episode, compensation looks different depending on the benefits your organization offers. So a $50,000 paycheck 
looks way different if a company offers benefits than if a company doesn't. So let's jump into the conversation so you can learn all about payroll services and how you can be competitive when it comes to small, I'm sorry, so how you can be competitive when it comes to hiring employees, even though you're a small business. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it and uh, excited to get rolling. Yes. I am so excited about today's topic. I feel like it's one of those things in businesses that small business owners dread but really need to know at the same time. Um, so I'm excited to give people details that maybe will make them feel more at ease about these topics and see that things are possible and not overwhelming when you're in a small business. So Definitely. yeah. So let's jump in with the first portion of this. Like, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I went to uh, Bowling Green State University, um, and I started at uh, GMS Group Management Services about eight and a half years ago as a sales rep. Um, and then about five years in, I got promoted to sales manager. So I was uh, running one of our teams up at our corporate office in Ohio. And then back in April, um, I actually came down here to Tampa for some warmer weather um, and then also to, to lead our Tampa team. So um, I'm excited to be down here. Um, GMS has been around since 1996. Uh, we're what's known as a, a PEO, a professional employer organization. So really, we help, you know, startups and small businesses just streamline a lot of the HR functions that, you know, no one really wants to deal with. Um, and then along with that, we help provide some buying Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And it's probably one of those things like there are some terms in there. People are like, I have no idea what that is. Um, but we're going to get into that. So you, if you're listening, you're going to feel 100% comfortable about these topics at the end. So let's start first. Um, so you had mentioned, what is it? PEO. Let's, let's talk a yeah. little bit more about that. What exactly does that actually mean? And then we'll get into sure. the meat of today's conversation. Absolutely. So professional employer organization, um, we partner with small to medium sized businesses um, and the way that we create the relationship, um, it's called co-employment. So uh, what we do is we're able to extend our buying power on things like healthcare, on things like workers comp, things like 401k um, and really just take a lot of the headaches when it comes to HR off of a business owner's plate. And the way I like to explain it is we, you know, we really kind of like let the pilot fly the plane. Um, so a business owner gets into business to do marketing or construction or whatever their area of expertise is. Um, and then we just bring subject matter experts to handle, you know, the stuff that doesn't bring in any, any revenue. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what, you know, GMS does as a PEO. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that stands out to me about this is when I was younger, my dad ran his own small business. And part of the reason that he joined the local chamber at that time is by joining the chamber, they could tap into kind of like their benefits. So like the, ch the chamber at that time acted as like the PEO. So we were able to get healthcare through the chamber's plan versus him having to go get healthcare on his own. And as one of the things we'll talk about is because healthcare on your own as a small business is, is expensive. So having that yeah. buying power and tapping into that is is important in order to be able to thrive and su and survive even as a business owner before you're even thinking about what you're offering to your to your employees. So, okay, but let's talk about like now that we got that out of the way, kind of the the 
very much the core of what you do because you were saying when we talked before, in order to tap into those additional services, I believe everybody needs to be a part of your the payroll. And then they have the option to do these additional services. And Correct. so I just want to start talking about payroll at first, because we all know that if we have employees, we have to pay payroll. And it's Correct. one of those things that I think is scary for people. And it's one of those things that makes people at times misqualify or misclassify, not qualify, classify their team members to contractors. Because like, I just don't want to deal with payroll. And as someone who's had employees, I don't think payroll's all that hard when you have the proper tools and systems, everything that are going to be doing it. It's just plugging in. They work so many hours. Everything else is done for you. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your payroll services and also why someone should be using payroll services instead of calculating everything out by hand and handing over a paper check from their from their checkbook. Yes. No, that's that's a great question, Jamie. And I mean, running payroll by yourself or in-house, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong, especially as a new business owner. So, you know, am I doing the deductions correctly? Am I filing the taxes on time? Am I filing them correctly? Um, you know, did I put in, you know, all of the correct information? If I did, I pay the employee the right amount. So all these different areas where, you know, things can go wrong. And, you know, with GMS, one of the ways that we do it is we run our clients payroll under our federal tax ID. So what that really does, is it removes the liability from the business owner and actually shifts it to GMS from a tax standpoint. So when we sweep a company's account for the payroll, they show up as paid in full to the IRS. So really that whole burden of filing the taxes on time and correctly, it falls on us and takes it off of the business owner's shoulders. Um, the other piece of it is they're going to have a dedicated person with GMS that really advises them and works through, you know, any challenges they would have on, you know, a certain payroll or if anything there is that they need to change. Um, and then just the time factor, you know, if someone doesn't know how to do taxes and they don't know how to, you know, do deductions and they don't know how to do garnishments if employees have those. Um, it just takes up a lot of time where they could be spending that time growing the business and investing in the business and doing what they're really good at. Right. Yeah. Because when you're a small business, you probably don't have an internal payroll coordinator or things like that. And yeah, you might be able to hand it off to your, your uh, let's say front desk assistant or your virtual assistant, but are they really knowledgeable in it or are they just doing it just like you would be doing it? I know sure. for myself, like you know, with the payroll system and everything that I use, it's kind of like, surprise, here's a form you have to sign. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, that would be another thing I have to keep track of, of what is this form? When do I have to fill it out? When, when's it due? And it's just like being able to use a system that it's like, here, it's done we just need your signature. It's like, all right, awesome. I don't have to worry about yes. that. And I know from mine, there was a form that they filed late and I got the notice because it was filed late for my business, but they took care of the the penalty for it being filed late and, and everything. And I was just like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. It wasn't on my shoulders. So exactly. one of the questions that I have that people might be thinking is, Okay, so obviously when you have employees, you're paying taxes, there's certain deductions and everything that come around. If there things are being filed under your tax number and everything, does that mean the business misses out on deductions or benefits from having employees? That's a great question. So um, the answer, 
bluntly is no, they don't actually. Um, and the reason being we're certified by the IRS. So they recognize the PEO relationship and we're a certified PEO. Um, so a small business maintains all of their tax credits that they currently qualify for. We're just essentially remitting the taxes on their behalf. Um, so we're taking that liability off, um, but it's not going to be a negative in any way to the company um, by using a PEO to actually file. That's good. That's great. Yeah, because yes. I know I know I've heard that in the past that if you use these sorts of companies, you lose your essentially you lose your employees. And it's like, but there's there's pluses and downsides. And even if that was the case, there's some situations where it's still like, yep, it's worth it. Take them. But other cases, yeah. it might not be. But this sounds like it really is that true benefit for both sides. You don't as a business owner, there's so many things you don't have to worry about but you're still getting the benefits of having those employees when it comes to deductions and things like that at tax time. Exactly. And you bring up a good point too, because the PEO industry in the past, um, there used to be what was called employee leasing. Um, and that's where the businesses really could lose direction and control over the employees. So the company that was doing the employee leasing could hire and fire employees. Um, so it's really changed over the last 10 or 15 years. And, you know, GMS, for example, when I mentioned we do co-employment, so the business maintains all direction and control. We can't do any hiring, firing, managing any day-to-day -day operations. They're just getting the benefits of having some of the liability shift and then also taking advantage of, you know, our subject matter experts from an HR standpoint, and then really our large group buying power that we can provide on some of those benefits. Right, right. Okay. Before we shift to some of those other benefits, I do have a few more questions about payroll that yep. are coming to the top of my mind. So, what, well, I guess this one's not really a question, but it's just kind of a talking point of another benefit of using some sort of payroll company or payroll processor is we are living in a world of remote work. And what some people don't think about is, oh my gosh, things are different in different states. You have to worry about different taxes. You have to worry about all these different things. And so one of the things that I notice is when you use payroll services and everything, they're on top of that. They know what has to be done from this state to this state. They know the relationships between states because some states are reciprocal and some states are not. So there's different rules. There's different things. There's different things you have to file. There are some states that have state income tax, some states that don't. And it just kind of takes a lot of that that pressure. As you said, you don't have to worry about what to do because someone who's knowledgeable at it is doing it for you and, and everything. So I feel like that is definitely one of the benefits of not pen and paper doing your payroll yourself and everything we talked about. You need somebody or something to be leading that knowledge with your payroll. Absolutely. And we have, you know, we have clients in all 50 states. So the people that are processing that, we understand the rules and regulations um, that are going on in every different state. You know, some states, kind of as you mentioned, they have, you know, local taxes that are taken out differently. Um, they have, you know, different tax rates. They have some of them, as you mentioned, don't have income tax. There are different compliance rules and regulations and forms that employees need to fill out if they're onboarded in Alabama versus if they're onboarded in Ohio. Um, so all of those types of things really do tie into payroll, as you mentioned. And just really that compliance piece, which I think the term compliance a lot of times can can scare, you know, a business owner, especially a newer business owner. And so we want to, you know, help them sleep a little bit better at night by not having to worry. 
Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. And then what right now I think is my final question about payroll is what is the benefit of using a company like yours or a physical person and everything that's going to be doing your payroll versus like using a payroll thing that's built into, let's say your bookkeeping tool. Cause I know a lot of small business owners use Gusto wave. If you use that as your bookkeeping tool has a payroll component as well. And what are the differences or benefits of using a company, an outside company for your payroll versus something that's built in and comes automatic or comes with a small fee with your bookkeeping platform? Yeah, I really think that that's a great question. And a couple of the pieces of it is one, you're going to really have a dedicated person because even if you're using some of those internal softwares, it's still going to be on you as the business owner a lot of times to figure something out if there isn't something that you know or if there's a challenge or whatever it may be um, because there are different intricacies when it comes to payroll. Um, but then the other piece of it is, you know, our technology, it allows them to really have everything streamlined in one platform from payroll, taxes, compliance, um, as well as, you know, an employee's onboarding documents, I-9s, W-4s, everything in one spot. And then they're going to have that dedicated person from GMS that's really able to advise them and, you know, walk them through any challenges that they would have from a payroll standpoint. Um, and I think the last piece, you know, which we did kind of already touch on is the payroll tax liability. Um, it's just, you know, preventing that situation of, you know, a business owner having to have a fine or, you know, something like that, that, you know, they probably don't want to deal with when they're just starting up a business. Right. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Mark. All right. Now let's talk about the topic I am super, super excited to get into today because I feel like it's something that small business owners, as soon as they hear this, they're like, nope, 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 nope. Can't do that. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not big enough yet. I don't have the money for that. And that is benefits. Yes. And rightfully so, in many cases, we look at benefits and we say, I can't afford that. I, I can barely afford benefit like healthcare for myself. Like, you know, there's so many times where I'm in conversations of small business owners. It's like, well, my spouse can't leave their job because they work for a corporate company and that's how my family has healthcare. And it's like this big, this big leap of going from working for a corporate company to be your family being fully into a small business and then bringing on employees and there's so many times where I'm talking to business owners, they're like, I, no one wants my position. They're, and one of the first things people ask sometimes is, well, what are the benefits? Oh, I need health insurance. If you can't offer me health insurance, I can't come work for your company. And it really puts small businesses at a disadvantage. It's one of those things oh. that sometimes I think people don't realize is, let's just say, a $50,000 job working for a corporate company and a $50,000 job working for a small business are not the same when it comes from to salary if one includes health insurance and the other one doesn't. So one of the things that you talked about that your organization does is give people buying power when it comes to benefits. So first off, what does buying power mean when it comes to benefits and going through an organization like yours? Sure. And, you know, you, you brought up a very good point. You know, how does a startup compete with a competitor um, that has a thousand employees and are offering fortune 500 benefits. You know, it's just not feasible typically to, to have that same type of benefits plan. So with the PEO relationship is where the buying power comes from. So we have over 20,000 lives on our master healthcare plan. 
So instead of you know, a company with three employees getting rates for three people, they're getting rates for a much, much larger pool. And therefore, since you know we're taking into account all of those bodies on the plan, all of those premiums that we're collecting, we're able to, to provide discounted and much more competitive rates as opposed to, you know, if a business shops for three people, I mean, when an insurance company looks at that, they think, well, if one of these people, you know, has a condition or gets sick or has a procedure, we're going to lose money as the insurance company because we're only, you know, collecting a certain amount of premiums. So we look at it much differently since we have such a large pool. And that's probably the, the number one reason right now why I would say, you know, companies have utilized GMS so they can compete and provide Fortune 500 type benefits to their company, even though they've only got three people, five people, 10 people, or just starting out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of like to recap with that, like if you've never, listening, if you've never had to deal with this or never really looked into this or thought about this is it costs you as a small business more per person to get the same healthcare plan than it does a company with a hundred employees or a thousand employees or 5,000 employees, because they look at it as let's just say it's this cost of a plan split between people. So it does cost more per person, which is why large organizations, you could have your whole family on there and they're not really charging you more, you know, to ensure your whole family, but you as a small business, you're like, Oh my God, if someone puts their spouse and their kids and all these things, I, I can't afford that. I can barely afford this one person. And it is true. It costs you more for that one person as a small business if you go get your individual plan than those big companies are paying for that same person. Significantly more. Um, and it, you know, that's something that, you know, a small business, they just a lot of times can't afford that cost of, you know, eight or nine hundred dollars per employee, you know, for just basic health care. You know, which is a lot of times what people see if they go to the open market or, you know, they quote directly with an insurance carrier. So um, it's just not feasible a lot of times. And that's why we did create this plan back in 2018 and have obviously seen a lot of growth from it. And as we continue to have more and more clients join our plan, um, our rates continue to become more and more and more competitive for our new clients. So um, something that we're very passionate about, our owners very passionate about helping small businesses being able to afford this. So that way, realistically, you know, the goal of a business is to grow it. And this way we can help provide some scalability by being able to retain and recruit, you know, better candidates. Right. Yeah. Cause these are benefits that in a way they're not optional to the, to the end user. If your company doesn't provide you health insurance as an employee or employee, you have to go and get it on your road. It's not something that right now we can really say, I'm choosing not to have. So you have to think about that is if you don't you don't provide it to your employee, it's an expense that then deducts that is deducted from their overall paycheck that that you're giving them. You even if they have to go get it on their own, which means it's money that's not going to keeping a roof over their head or food on their table or paying for childcare or paying for those other necessities. So it's an expense to your employees. If in I think as businesses, we should be helping our employees with their necessary expenses, you know, because it's one way or another. We either have to increase our base pay 
or we have to provide them these benefits that they have to provide themselves anyway. Absolutely. And it's, you know, like you mentioned, you know, if someone's having to get benefits on their own and they're getting paid a $50,000 salary, that $50,000 salary isn't going anywhere near as far because of the cost that they're incurring on their own. Um, So that's, you know, that's a great point that you made. And really it's just such a challenge for small businesses and, um, you know, being able to tap into a larger company's buying power a lot of times can really help, you know, solve that problem. Yes. Seeing they're tapping into the buying power as the business owner, are you saying here are the health plans that are eligible for your employees to buy into? Or do I have to do research on my my own side to say, all right, here's what I want? Or are you guys handling all that research, all that negotiation and everything? So as a business owner, once again, it's just like, awesome, good job. Thanks for doing this for me. Or what's the work that I have to do when it comes to that time of year and reselecting plans? Yeah. So that that's a great question. I mean, we obviously we want the business owner to be the one at the end of the day that's going to determine, okay, what am I going to offer my employees? But what they do is we have a dedicated um, benefits specialist. that's a licensed broker that we have 17 different plan designs. So they will come out once we put the quote together and sit down with the business owner and say, hey, these are the rates for all of these different plans. This is, you know, a very rich plan with a low deductible and a traditional plan versus a high deductible HSA plan, which might be better for a younger employee that's not going to the doctor's office. And they'll say, these are the ones that we would recommend. At the end of the day, you can pick any of these plans that you'd want to offer to the employees. But we're there to advise them and really walk them through it because a lot of times these business owners, especially you know the ones that are just getting started, haven't went through this process before. Um, so they're not going to have to do a bunch of research on their own. We're going to present the plans recommend, you know, and give reasons why we would recommend those. And then at the end of the day, they'll be able to make that decision on what's best for their company. Yeah. So looking at that, let's say I'm a client of yours and the business next door is a client of yours. Mm -hmm. We might have different health insurance plans for our employees because out of those 17, we pick different things that fit well for our business, our employee needs and everything. So it's not you dictating what I have to give my employees. You're giving me options, but probably much fewer options and a much more succinct package than if I was going out and doing it on my own and having to figure out, talking to a million companies and figuring <laughs> out all those things or and everything. Exactly. Yep. So we're going to put all those plans in front of you as the business owner um, and you know give you those options. But yes, you may have a completely different plan than the business next to you because it fits better for your employees. Um, and just as a better offering for your group. Yeah, good, good, good. All right, well, what about other benefits? Does this uh, buying power or being in this kind of collective help with things like disability insurance, life insurance, or those other things that large corporate companies provide to their employees all the time? Yeah, we do. You know, we do have some mass plans when it comes to dental, vision, um, short-term, long-term disability, um, life insurance. And then we also, you know, through our payroll and HRIS system, all employees um, that are clients of ours, they're going to be able to have a slew of voluntary benefits that they can elect on their own that they just wouldn't have the vehicle typically to be able to elect. So things like, you know, everyone, everyone kind of laughs, but pet insurance, right? 
you know, a lot of people, they always, you know, giggle when they hear that, but then sometimes, you know, it's actually a benefit for them if they have a dog or a cat or whatever it may be. You can get LifeLock, you can get, um, you know, TeleDoc or legal service. So a lot of different benefits. And really when someone is, you know, I know one thing that you help with is, you know, how they find candidates and the best candidates to bring on and all those kinds of things. If someone can put together in a benefits package that we offer all of these benefits, it's just a much more attractive job. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you're able to be able to list, we offer all this versus we offer flexible scheduling and that's it, which is important to some people. It really is. It's some of those people sure. that could be the number one thing they're looking for. But just because that's the number one thing they're looking for doesn't mean they don't look for all these other things. Um, you know, just kind of like throw out a personal example here is um, my husband, he's a software developer. He's worked for a lot of startups and small businesses throughout the years. He's worked for some larger companies too. And especially after I started my own business and we were dependent on his benefits is he went to go switch jobs. The first thing I said is, all right, we can't just look at the salary. We have to look at what are the other benefits that are being offered to make sure that if you make a move, it's either lateral financially or an increase in what you're coming home with. But we don't want to go down and we don't want to drop benefits that we're used to having. And to be able to compete that in the market, once again, as a small business, because people aren't earning less or getting less when it comes to that overall compensation because they're working for you is, is going to make you so much more attractive to candidates. Definitely. And another piece of it, too, is, you know, 401k is another benefit. Um, that is a great retirement tool. And it's very similar to how we do the healthcare is we have a lot of buying power on the 401k. So just what that means is it really reduces employees costs inside of the funds because we have hundreds of million dollars of assets in our plan. And then for the business owner, there is just so many rules and regulations and compliance pieces as it ties to a 401k. And we take on that fiduciary liability. So, you know, we file the 5,500 tax form, we handle the continuing education for the employees, we shop the funds, and really we just manage everything associated with it. And it's a very, very affordable option um, because of our size, you know, two businesses to offer. Yeah. So it's really, you are that whole, if we were at a corporate company, your organization provides all those HR benefit services that would typically fall under that that HR bucket in an organization. Taking all that off of the business owner's plate, besides just having to make those high-level decisions, which that's where you want to be as a business owner, making those high-level decisions and having the skilled, knowledgeable people worrying about all the details. They're just reporting up to you, hey, here's the option, select one. What do you think? We need your signature to move forward. That's where you want to be with a lot of things, not completely detached. So they're not making the decisions 100% for you, right. but bringing the information to you so you can just say, yep, sounds good. Fits with our budget, fits with our plan. Let's do it. And makes you competitive in the market. Exactly. And that's, you know, one of the big challenges for business owners that we see, you know, especially when they're starting out is they're getting pulled in 20 different directions, right? So the our goal is to help create capacity for them. So that way they can focus on the things that are truly important to their business and the things that they're really good at. So if they can focus on those things only and not have to worry about these things that aren't going to make them any money um, and are just going to create headaches and stress, 
um, that's, you know, really how we do want to help, you know, the business owners. Right. And it is one of those things like, well, I, I know you and I, Mark, we're talking about the business model and everything. As we talked about before, as we mentioned today on the podcast, everyone has to start with the payroll area. And that's like all these mm -hmm. spokes of the wheel coming off of that. And you get to choose as a business what other services you sign on for, whether it's the HR services, whether it's these benefits, whether it's you know whatever else it is that your company offers. So yeah. if you're like, let's say, for example, you're working with growing your team and you're like, I don't need the recruiting services. You're not forced to use those recruiting services. But if you're like, I don't have someone on my on my team already that's helping me with hiring and recruiting and doing all that work for me they you guys offer it so it's like you get to pick and choose as the business owner what support you need based on what strengths and skills you already have or don't have within your organization yes it's it's very a la carte and we really do tailor our service to each client so like when you mentioned you know the hr piece we have clients where we do all their HR. So we create their employee handbook, their job descriptions. We get provide termination advice and assistance. We handle all the compliance. Um, we help, you know, with training and development, all those types of things. And then we have some clients where they have an internal team, you know, from an HR standpoint. And so we may only be assisting in one or two of the HR areas. So, and that's totally fine. You know, we, the, our goal is really to just make you know, the relationship is beneficial to, you know, each specific company and what they really need. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I have a burning question of, of mine that I think people might be listening to. Cause once again, we're talking about all these things and we're talking about how they're for the small business owner and to help you have buying power as a small business owner. But then I know there's some people out there thinking, but am I big enough yet? Is this for, cause we sure. fall, we find this a lot. We hear small businesses and then it's like, but you need 50 employees to work with us. You need this. So you need to make this much revenue. And it's just like, great. Yes, technically that's a small business too, but I'm not at that level yet. So what is kind of like the minimum threshold that people can sign on to work with you? How many employees did they need in order for you guys to say, yes, we'll take you on as a client and you could be part of our, our group? Sure. And it, it's a great question. And honestly, even one employee, um, we're able to bring them on as a client. Now, is a one employee company going to see as much of a benefit as maybe someone with 5, 10, 15 employees? Not necessarily. Um, but if, you know, healthcare is the big driver and they can't find a, you know, competitive plan, we can start a group plan with the one or two employees. And then as they continue to bring people on, they're able to offer those benefits. Yeah. So for one employee, does that mean the business owner plus one employee or does the business owner themselves count as that one employee? Typically, it's the business owner plus one employee. Okay. Yes. So, but I think, but it, it does show is you're bringing on that first employee. Obviously, if you're a business owner, you're just a business owner yourself and your business, you're probably not paying yourself through payroll. You're doing owner deductions and everything. So Right. You wouldn't qualify anyway because you need the payroll services. But yeah, once you have that one employee and you need those payroll services and everything, especially if you're a business that's looking to grow rapidly, I say do everything you can to set yourself up for success with that first employee so you don't have to change systems and processes quickly as you as you grow. Because when you're in that major growth mode, 
switching to another company and getting everything set up, no matter how easy that company makes it for you, there's still decisions you have to make. There's still conversations that have to be had. They're still going through the process of closing down one system to start over at another system. So you might as well, sometimes I say it's, if you're thinking forward and saying, I'm hiring an employee this January, I am then going to be having five employees by the end of the year. I say set yourself up for success early on, even if it's going to cost you a little bit more with that first employee to get on those platforms. So that way you don't have to switch over by the end of the year. And you nailed it because, you know, honestly, with a company starting out and they have their first employee, that's really when you want to have your policies, procedures, um, all those things put in place. So that way you don't have to scramble and, you know, kind of be retroactive on making sure you are compliant when you have three, four, five employees, or if you have an employee issue, how do I handle this? Oh, wait, I didn't create, you know, a policy. They didn't sign off on anything. And now it's a challenge for a business owner that, you know, they probably don't want to have to go down that road. Right. And I think that's especially important. You just uh, said something that triggered something in my mind is compliance. Some Mm -hmm. states, some municipalities, have rules of things you must do if you only have one employee. Some states, you don't have to do that until these things until you have five employees. Some states, it's different of what that threshold is. And so do you want to be responsible for knowing, okay, I passed that threshold? Okay, let's say your business continues to grow. We're, we're talking about health insurance and how you can provide it anyway. But once you reach a certain point, health insurance is mandatory for you to provide. But some people think, but I don't have 50 full-time employees. Well, guess what? Your part-time employees factor into some of those numbers as well. So it's like when you're working with an organization that this is what their their core is, what they're good at, where they can advise you on all those things, it doesn't have to be that, oh my gosh, we're not doing this. Let me see if I can fix it before we get into trouble. They can say, hey, guess what? You're hiring that third employee. Did you know that now you have to... uh, have workers comp that you didn't have to have before. All right, here's the options, but it's mandatory. Let's get you set up. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's one good example here in Florida is one of the changes that was made, you know, over the last year is E-Verify. You know, if if you have 25 employees, now you're mandated to put everyone through E-Verify. So that's something that we got with all of our clients down here. You know, our HR team did um, and made sure they were aware of it before anything went into place. And then we set up, you know, the proper procedures so that way we could handle it on their behalf and just make sure that they were compliant and didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. And I know there's so many things as a business owner, I find out about of like rules changes or things like that, or who do I qualify for having to do this or not? Because I'm in some like business Facebook groups or forums and I'm, someone brings up a question. I'm like, wait, what is that? How did I miss that announcement? How did I miss that like kind of rule change? But unless you're a person that that's your job to stay on top of all these new regulations and changes, you're going to miss things just because you don't see it or that you don't know that it applies to you or you think this thing and it's like, oh, that's for corporate companies. And you don't realize that, yeah, it was put in place for corporate companies, but the threshold of employees that you need, oh, wait, you qualify. You have to do this, too. Yes. And with all the other things that business owners have going on, them having to worry about all the compliance pieces and rules and regulations that change when you pass five employees and 10 employees and you go to this state and that city, it's more than any one person can handle if they're trying to run a business and um, really just kind of bogs them down. Yeah. Because I think in Florida, um, 
unless you're in a certain industries or whatever, you don't have to have workers compensation until you're over, what is it, three or five employees, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But there's other states where you need it with one employee. So if you're hired remotely across state lines and you're thinking, oh, well, this is I don't I don't have to pay it because I'm not at that threshold yet. Oh, wait, guess what? You could be getting yourself into trouble because it's required for that employee in their state because you have to follow their state rules if they're more protective and restrictive when it comes to uh, what they're what's required. Yes. And workers comp, I mean, that's it's different every single state. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it could be three employees, it could be one employee, it could be no matter what. Um, it could be certain levels of coverage that they have to have. It's there's really every state runs it a little bit different. Um, so yes, it's definitely a challenge for you know a business owner to have any idea to have all the knowledge, you know, to be able to make sure they're compliant in those areas. Yes, yes. All right, Mark. Well, we are coming to an end. It's time to wrap things up. I think this was so much information. Like hopefully. For those of you who are listening, you feel a little bit more confident and knowledgeable about these subjects and how benefits and everything is within your grasp. Like this is within your grasp, things you can be building into your budget and it's not going to break the bank because there are options out there that are going to help you. So Mark, if someone's like, this is amazing, this is awesome, I need this, I, I realize I can start providing my employees benefits, how can they get in touch with you? Great question. So um, the couple main ways, one is my email is going to be Amazon Mark and then H-U-R-R-E-L-L -L at groupmgmt.com. Um, also connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Mark Hurl, M-A-R-K-H-U-R-R-E-L-L. -L. Um, and then also, you know, I'll throw out my, you know, cell phone number. It's 224-531-1229. Um, feel free to reach out. You know, we also are, are doing a little promotion. Anyone that reaches out uh, by Friday, they'll be entered into a raffle for um, a pair of AirPod Pros. So um, feel free to reach out. I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. And yes, all those links, the email address, the number will be over in the show notes that you can find on growingyourteam.com. All right, Mark, my final question that I have for you that I ask all my guests, we've all had leaders or managers who have stood out to us. Think of a leader or manager that is stood out to you and share with us one thing about them. Yeah. So one, one of my former sales managers, um, when I was a sales rep, really stood out to me. And one thing I observed and has helped me as I've become a manager is how he managed different personalities um, and managed them differently. So, you know, we would have people on a team where some people need a lot of positive reinforcement. And then we have some people on the team where they, you know, need to be managed very blunt. You know, for me, I prefer someone to just kind of tell me, you know, how it is, tell me the things I'm doing well and the things I need to work on. And I'm going to go and just get to work with them. Um, and then some people, you know, they need to hear the things that they're doing well more so than the things that they're, you know, really struggling with to be able to, you know, have the most success. So I just really saw him kind of be a chameleon with each different member of the team. And I think that's one of the reasons why our team was so successful and why he was so successful is because he had the ability to do that and really kind of pivot based off of um, once he got to know the person and really understand what their motivations were. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's so important. Like we're all different. We're all individuals. Like you can't treat everybody the same and expect to get the same results out of people. And sometimes it's just that, that <laughs> those little things of, 
how do you address a conversation with this person that makes all the difference? Absolutely. And I've had managers on the other side of it who, you know, haven't changed it. And you could just see the results and you typically see a lot of turnover in those situations and, you know, less production. So, yeah, um, it just reminds me of um, one of the podcast episodes that just came out as we're going to record this. Uh, I think it's episode 213 where it's kind of I talk about the what's in it for me. And it's just really how to get your individual employees to actually care about your goals and the success of your company. And it's all about tapping into that individual. And it seems like a lot of work if you've never done that before, but actually it reduces the amount of conversations that you have to have when you focus on what's in it for your employees and how do you motivate that individual because you're more likely to connect that first time versus having to have multiple conversations around the same thing, the same topic over and over and over again with that same person. Well, and it's, you know, the one saying it's kind of a cliche. I'm I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard it before, but I do think it's very true is, you know, people don't care how much you know until you show them how much you care. And, you know, so once you build that relationship and understand their motivations, your words and trainings and all those kinds of things are going to carry a lot more weight. Yes. Yes. All right, Mark. Well, we have to wrap up for today. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thanks for your time, Jamie. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, staying connected with you and connecting with some of the listeners. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss new episodes. And if your favorite podcast app has the ability, leave a review and let us know what you love about the show. As you wait for the next episode, be sure to follow Growing Your Team on Instagram at Growing Your Team or head on over to growingyourteam.com to access more resources and learn how Growing Your Team can support you as you master the art of hiring.